Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Right now, in a galaxy very near in Southern California, four normies gather to discuss the Skywalker saga in anticipation of its closure. It's the second episode of Starvember and Warsember. It's Attack of the Clones on Normies Like Us. Annie, my goodness, you I don't mind, Sam. Patience. Use the Force. I will create a grand army. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. The dark side clouds everything. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Welcome back, normies. Uh, Thank you for joining us again in a galaxy very close to you guys, considering we're on the same planet. But it's us, your hosts, Colin. Obi-Wan Kamaiki. Jojo Fett. Uh, this is uh, Darth Jacobus the Wise. Uh, oh, okay. Nobody wants that to be a Jedi. Emperor Jacob. We're back, back Jacob I'm a Jedi. We're back and we're talking episode two, Star Wars. More Star Wars talk with Attack of the Clones. Hell yeah. Oh boy, this one's going to be a doozy. I wonder if we're going to be yeah, on similar sides as we were with uh, Phantom, but maybe shifting alliances because... I don't think this is a doozy. I kind of enjoyed it, but we'll get into that. Happy to be back talking with you guys. Yeah, I kind of had the same thoughts, Mike. I was thinking, was the last one the punishment? Is this one the punishment? But, uh, you know, we'll just dive right into it, like you're saying. But I have the question up top. I asked you guys last week, do you remember seeing this in theaters? So I'll ask you again, Attack of Clones, do you guys remember seeing in the theaters? Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not as much as Phantom Menace for me, because that was like such a big deal for me when I was a kid, but I was a little bit older when this came out, obviously. Are we talking teenage um, years, Jacob? Are we hitting an emo phase where you're too cool (laughs) for Star Wars? Well, what year did this come out? Like 2001? 2002. 2002. Very close. So I would have been 12. So I was nine when the first one came out. So now I'm I'm 12. I'm a little older. I mean, I still love Star Wars, obviously, but I I don't think I was quite as hyped uh, as I was for Phantom Menace. This is the first time I remember leaving a movie theater and making fun of the movie I just saw. Uh. <laughs> wow, that's pretty fascinating. I remember seeing it in theaters with my family. Um, I believe my first midnight screening is the movie we'll talk about next week. But I do remember seeing this in theaters. Definitely not as excited. Joe, I think I flipped a 180 because you left it making fun of it. I think I loved it in theaters. And I still think it kind of holds up and we'll get there later. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> yeah, I loved it as well when I first saw it, but I was also 12. So, um, you know, not the most fully formed opinions on media yet. Uh, but yeah, I actually like this one a lot more upon rewatch as well. Colin, how about you, though? You remember seeing this bad boy in theaters? Uh, opposites of you guys in some ways, same as you guys in some ways. Jacob, I was 13. Obviously, the opposite of 12 is 13. Uh, so I was a lot <laughs> older, much more mature, had works. a much more interesting palette where I was saying, oh, this is bad. So I was with Joe's <laughs> camp. But uh, opposite of you, Mike, I did not go with my family to this one. This was the first Star Wars in history that I saw just with friends. Interesting. Interesting. That's the line I, I fall later, uh, but... Well, it, it colors it. I think it starts to color it because it goes from your dad being like, wasn't this thing from the 70s when I was young pretty neat? And me being like, yeah, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen to just being a kid who's like, hey, dumbasses, let's go to the latest big blockbuster release. It just happens to be Star Wars. And boo, some Star Wars can suck. 
Yeah, and that was the yeah. popular trend after the kind of the backlash from the Phantom Menace we talked about last week. Do we want to kind of quickly set the stage kind of for what Phantom Menace did box office and the reception? We kind of talked about that and what how this kind of turned out before we dive into the plot and more uh, opinions. I would love to tell you guys that at $960 million, Phantom Menace did incredible numbers. So obviously Fox Searchlight was like, yo, guys, or 20th Century Fox probably was like, yo, guys, uh, we're making another one of these, right? And of course, you know, obviously he had signed on for another trilogy, so every fan knew it was coming. But let's talk about backlash, backlash. Two things had happened by this point, I would say. I would say the reception to Jar Jar Binks and the reception to Jake Lloyd. I mean, we talked about that in the last episode a little bit. So now you have George Lucas going out of his way to be like, well, fuck sort of the things that I thought were going to be the biggest thing in this franchise. I'll throw Jar Jar out the window, and I have to completely rethink Anakin. Well, he wasn't going to... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, he wasn't planning to bring Jake Lloyd back for the second and third movies, was he? No, 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 not at all. But obviously he had gone sort of with a tone of who Anakin was. He, he's hopeful, he's young, you know, you're going to see all this stuff where he's doing the downfall. But now he really made the purposeful point to be like, no, I need a guy who can portray him as cool. Hayden Christensen is cool. He's cool. <laughs> be cool, baby. Yeah, they really went full edgelord uh, before that was even a thing with Anakin here. Oh, yeah. Um, that's interesting, though, that we're looking at 1999 and then... Um, 2002, because that's a three-year gap. And then uh, from 1977 to 1980 for Empire, it was a three-year gap between those sequels. So a little bit of, they're kind of like poetry. They rhyme. Oh, uh, Mike, There's the first one of the it. episode. We did There's it. the right. first one. But, but to stay on box office just a yep. little bit, uh, just to say that, uh, you know, almost hitting a billion back in that mm-hmm. age, what Pretty came cool. out the same year as uh, Phantom Menace or just a little bit before it that it set the tone? Titanic, my friend. So James Cameron had already hit a billion. You know, like it, it was measurable. People were trying to do it. So when Attack of the Clones this was the comes age out, of the blockbuster. Mm, true. Oh, absolutely. And when Attack of the Clones comes out, it only does guys under six hundred and fifty million dollars. You know, it's because people saw Phantom Menace and were like, eh, "Fuck, Star Wars is back," but I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, fun fact about Titanic, that was the first R-rated movie I saw in theaters or I was allowed to see. Because it was sexy. an art piece, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once again, um, oh, yeah, I was just saying this is riding the PG line. We do get a little bit towards PG-13 later, but PG is kind of the standard for the Star Wars franchise. Um, I just think um, with Titanic setting the stage and then Phantom Menace doing almost a billion then this doing 600 million, it's just interesting, too, that there's Force Awakens and then a backlash you know, it's just it's just interesting these parallels kind of with the fan bases that we're getting with everything except the uh, original saga. That's all. Worth mentioning anyway. <laughs> yeah, I agree, definitely. man. And hey, I say we just dive right into the films, guys. Let's go ahead and jump to Attack of the Clones. We're back, normies. We're on Camino. Uh, there were four ho- four hosts. Now I see 
eight hosts. Uh, I'm seeing a Django Joe, a Django Jacob, a uh, Django Mike, and a Django Colin. What, what's up, clone versions of us? <laughs> Django's unchained now. <laughs> they grew real fast. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm Django Mike. I'm just a guy trying to make his way in the universe. Made it to Coruscant once or twice recently, perhaps. I actually, I actually requested a young Django Jacob to. I couldn't, I, could I couldn't help but notice son. that Django Jacob is a little boy. <laughs> he is not a grown-up yeah. version like the rest of us. He is a little boy. Uh, he is wearing your helmet, your old helmet, though. That's cool. Yeah, Jacoba Fett. It, it is fitting that we're here <laughs> nice. on Camino at the uh, cloning facilities to talk the Clone Wars. They got very uh, bright white lights. It's almost like an iPhone store here. Uh, you know, longer headphone cables because their necks really got to reach. So I got to wrangle that extra slack there. But I'm ready, man. Let's go. Let's talk Attack of the Clones. Let's talk Attack of the Clones. Let's talk the canon first. So like we talked about Phantom Menace 1999, uh, Attack of the Clones 2002. That's three years later. In canon film time, 10 years later, George Lucas obviously said, uh, I set up all this Padawan stuff with young Anakin. I got to sort of get to him being a Jedi. So so let's go ahead and get to that. Right, which looks really weird when you think about it because, you know, between the first and second movie, Natalie Portman doesn't really change at all. It looks the same in the second movie. Nope. Um, and then Anakin goes from a little boy to, you know, a, a teenager basically or almost, I don't know how old he was, 18 or whatever. Um, so interesting there, you know. Can I can I give you guys my theory on that since we're it's obviously something that's going to come up. Yeah. Uh I think because there are two sons on Tatooine that just like ages the fuck out of you, right? You got two <laughs> Time sons beating down on you. And uh, that's why like Obi-Wan goes from Ewan McGregor 30 years later he's like 80 years old. That makes but sense. think about exactly. Jacob, but think about 3 years different Ewan McGregor. He like looks only a little more handsome and they're like no 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 it's 10 <laughs> years. And then you're like okay, well in Revenge of the Maybe. Sith it's only a few more years and then it's like no you're the oldest man alive. <laughs> yeah. It's just all the stress. At least yeah, at least he could grow his hair out and his beard out for the second one and yes, look which a little is older badass. and wiser. Yeah. I would like to touch on, uh, you said, you know, George set up the Padawan stuff. We got to get to Anakin being a Jedi. Again, he's still the Padawan, but he's older, right? He can whip a lightsaber around. But what's kind of a bummer for me about this movie, even though I do like it, um, is they set up the Padawan uh, student dynamic, but then they kind of separate them for most of the movie and even into Revenge of the Sith. So you see it only for a couple scenes, kind of them together as student and master. And I think that's a missed opportunity. That's my biggest issue with this movie is it's all missed opportunities. The plot itself is the least interesting parts of that time period in Star Wars. It's like they're showing us all the shit you wouldn't care about at all and skipping all the good stuff and cutting the movie off before all the good stuff really starts. It's like literally a two hour period where all the like dumb shit happens. Right. Do you think that's like a common thing with like, second movies and planned trilogies are a lot of times feel like the filler. Like if you think about it, like Lord of the Rings, two towers, mm. that's kind of the worst one because you're bridging. Cause the first one is like the intro and the world building and everything. And then the third one is like the climax. So all the exciting stuff happens then. So then the second movie is just like, well, we got to pad our time out so we can reach the third one. 
I would argue the complete opposite. Empire Strikes Back and The Last Jedi are the two best Star Wars movies. Oh, gosh. oh that's interesting. That's, I was going to ask you guys, point. what Lord of the Rings movie do you guys think is the most acclaimed? I don't think I could answer that. That, that to me, feels like a trilogy well, re- that's just a trilogy. Well, I know what's Return of the King Oscar. did win a lot of Oscars. Yeah, but that like, was retroactive. Uh, we don't want to go. Right. Well, we should do Lord of the Rings one day, but I, I actually prefer oh, yeah, Two brother. Towers. So Helm's Deep, you know, uh, and Empire is my favorite of these, but let's not stay there. The um, Empire vs. Attack of the Clones question is interesting, oh. though, considering this is the Empire of Phantom Menace, though. Yeah, we yeah. learned the origin of essentially the first wave of Stormtrooper army, right, with the whole clone army. There's there's definitely seeding how the Empire kind of gets its tools of destruction, essentially, which is a fascinating thing. But there are missed opportunities where we have all the politics and all the romance. And the only saving grace, in my opinion, is, as I've coined it, Obi-Wan Adventures. You get Ewan McGregor yeah. just doing stuff on Camino Geonosis. That's the best, most Star Wars-y stuff. But the rest of it is a pretty strong miss. But I do really enjoy those sequences. But think about it in in retrospect, right? You know you're going to get an Obi-Wan series where you are going to get all just Obi-Wan adventures. Mm-hmm. Does that mean this will hold a less special place to you because you're literally going to have 10 hours of that at some point? I wonder because I am like you don't have to settle. You're gonna get it all. I'll get it all now. So basically, that's what I want is a supercut of this with removing all of that, and they just made it a series for me. So I was worried when Solo did Solo things in theaters that they were gonna cancel the Obi Wan series, but it's back. Uh, so that'll bridge the gap. But we're cloning right now, and uh, I'm just filling in for Master Sifo-Dyas. Well, you just brought up a very interesting question, Mike, that I was thinking about while you were talking. Mm. Uh, I asked in the last episode which version of C-3PO do you like between the trilogies, uh, pre-made, made, and red arm. I'll ask you guys now, what's your favorite stormtrooper? Is it clone troopers, stormtroopers, or Sith troopers? What, what are the last New ones or- called? First order troopers. First, first order troopers. First order but, troopers. you know... There will be Sith troopers, so who knows? Those could end up being people's favorites. I like the uh, the ice troopers when they're on hot. Oh, we can do variants? Scout troopers on the speeder yeah. bikes then. Easy. Damn, uh, Mike, that is the best answer. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I guess I guess I like Rex. You know, I like hey. one. Yeah, dude. Aesthetic-wise, you guys don't like the fin at the top of the helmet. I think it's actually sort of like, I'm reminded of like Commando, Republic Commandos. We've talked about that video game in the past, just how badass clone troopers are. Well, and clones, like they had color variation as well. They meant different things. There were different classes, jet troopers. All that shit was way cooler than just the stormtroopers in white. It was cool to kind of, you could see the ord chart. There's like commanders, the jet troopers, different shock troopers. But I just, what bums me out in this kind of a little bit of the trivia side though, is that like they never built any of those suits. They're completely CG, which is also part of the thing with the prequels is it's like, oh, there's so much CG. They didn't even make one stormtrooper suit. And that's kind of a bummer to me. But the way they're iterated on in the Clone Wars TV show, um, those versions, I think, are probably some of the coolest uh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'll say that that this is my thesis for the episode. Uh, this is the worst Star Wars movie ever with the best supplemental material. Hmm. Oh. You get Clone Wars, you get awesome comic books, awesome video games, great toys, and a garbage movie. Wow. I like so it. So here's my take, okay? So I rewatched this, you know, like I'm rewatching everyone before the podcast. But so I rewatched this yesterday and a little today. Um, 
And upon rewatch, you know, I used to think that Phantom, like I used to think this was the worst in the prequels and like the worst overall in the main series. Uh, but upon rewatching Phantom Menace and this one, I actually think that Phantom Menace is worse than this movie. And actually I saw a take online a, a while back that uh, I think I pretty much agree with. It's that basically the Phantom Menace is actually worse than Attack of the Clones, but people remember this one as worse because little boys like pod racing more than the dull <laughs> romance scenes that's in this one. And that's I think fair. that's pretty probably As a little true. boy, I can't answer that with a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Colin, you brought it up last time. I think it's a good time to to say, do you like the title, Attack of the Clones? This nice. is the best title. This is the best title of all the films. Attack of the Clones, I don't know about you guys, but even when it was just the Star Wars original trilogy that was released, at the bus stop, we would have conversations that were like, what is the Clone War? Because it's mentioned in A New Hope. You know, your yep. father was a, a blah, blah, blah of the Clone War. Um, how did Vader end up in the suit? Like, questions like that. So I was very interested in the concept of what the Clone War was going to be and how they would incorporate it into the mythos. So the fact that when we learned the title reveal, Attack of the Clones, fucking in, guys. Attack? Like, it just has, like, fucking, fucking action to it. You, do you guys love it? Mike, do you fucking I... love this title? Yeah, I, I once I first off want to say I appreciate that there was that context for you of like what was the Clone War like you know Luke said that you know he was curious about it I want to know what that is too so with that context I understand why it grabbed you for me I like can't even remember it because I always I've been saying since the first one of these Clone Wars but it's Attack of the Clones so I have a hard time with Clone not, Wars it doesn't really right. stick with me but I do love the series Clone Wars so I think I like the series Clone Wars more than this movie uh, so the title. Not landing for me, but I, I get why you dig it, and I can appreciate that. Well, I have to disagree. Um, I don't think it's that good of a title what? because... <laughs> well, here's the thing. So when they talk about the Clone Wars and the New Hope and everything, I always thought when I was a kid that the clones were going to be fighting on the bad side. So it is kind of surprising that they kind of twist it, and like the f clones right now are actually fighting for the good guys, basically. And so I don't really like the the name attack of the clones, because that also makes me think that the clones are the bad guys of the movie, but yeah, they're not really they did not attack. And they're barely in the movie to begin with. Um, wow. I've so, never I mean, thought it's, of it's that fine, in that context. <laughs> You're totally right. That is what ma it makes yeah. it sound like. It makes it sound like, you know, the clone, we're going to, we need to fight these clones because they're attacking Assist us. Assist you know? from the yeah, clones. Colin, I, I, I hate to say it. I think it's the worst title of them all. Oh it my God. Been, it should have been the clone wars. It should have been episode two, the clone wars. Because uh, like you, I had the same like, oh, man, what the hell were the Clone Wars? If you would have just called it that out the gate, I would have been like, oh, my God, I'm so hyped for this movie. It's like the Revolutionary War. Like this is a significant. It's a yeah. proper noun. The Clone Wars. America right? colon the Revolutionary Wars. Mike, that the sequel, yeah. that one's great. <laughs> America New Hope sucks, Mike. <laughs> well, that's what we're hoping to get to. We need that. There is another. Hopefully that we'll get our Ken Ken Burns documentary about the Clone Wars. <laughs> oh, I would love to see that parody. I guess I uh, and and you know let's kind of look at this movie as the sum of its parts, right? I kind of see three pieces. There's the romance subplot, there's the political intrigue, and then there's Obi Wan adventures, and it all comes to a head during the final Clone War sequence and the uh, duel with uh, the big bad. 
Mike, that's so interesting. I see it in three different parts as well. I see it as a kid in a speeder uh, jumping off and his master not really liking speeders. (laughs) I see it as a robot's (laughs) head going on another robot's body and making uh, dry British quips. (laughs) And I see it as a little green frog coming out and lifting up a bunch of rocks and then doing a bunch of ninja flips. (laughs) So so I would agree with you. All of those things are so terrible. Wow. No, those are just yeah. it's just stuff that stays with you. But but no, I agree with you, Mike. Like that there's so much um in how they break it down. And we're going to talk about this a little later, but I think it is a very smartly structured film in that it's like it's broken up how it has to be structured. Like it gets everything across that it has to do. Obi-Wan doing the mystery Obviously, Anakin has to be with Natalie Portman for where everybody ends up. Uh, obviously, we have to start exposing the Emperor. It's just, it's just the execution, guys. Like, are you guys happy with that? Like, like Joe, like, like, what does this movie do for you? That's right. Oh no, Colin, I a hundred percent agree. This should be my favorite Star Wars movie, and I think it's the worst. Um, I think it's a smart structure for a screenplay. I think it is some of the worst writing. Ever in a blockbuster. I mean, like the, yeah, dialogue, the dialogue is terrible. Yes, that's not doing oh, service yeah, that's to pretty it. Bad. The dialogue the is times. so terrible, and the mystery itself is like a child could figure it out. You know what I mean? Like I shouldn't feel smarter than Obi Wan Kenobi at age thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'm not even force sensitive. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I was gonna and say then, the like, dialogue. S- I agree with you. Like the amount of times they say like. Um, oh, my young Padawan, young Jedi. Like, it's like all, like they repeat like the same lines, like all the time, like different characters too. Like, it's so bad. I had a question about that, guys. As my Star Wars friends, is this the first time we came to understand the concept of what a Padawan was? Did they use the word in Phantom Menace? I cannot remember. Yeah, they did. Yes, they they did. did. But also they change it. They go back on it because, you know, they're calling him a Jedi Knight halfway through it. Instead of a Padawan, Padawan are supposed to be children. They're the younglings. It doesn't, they don't stick consistently because I feel like that time jump really threw them off and we don't watch that world building. So we don't really follow anyone where they go from Padawan to knight because you're a knight and then you're a master. You can't take on an, an and apprentice the way without being a master. Fucking Hayden Christensen says master might be the worst part of these <laughs> films. The way he's like, master, this is just like in the blah, blah, blah pits at blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, which is like, oh, cool. Thanks for talking about something that sounds so much more interesting than watching <laughs> Natalie Portman sleep, you fucking maniac. <laughs> I, I agree with you because, yeah, we hear like about the Jedi trials and like I want to know what those are. Show me the Jedi trials. What's Hogwarts man? for Jedi? Why would we not see that? Yeah. yeah that, have we never it's, seen it's those? It's insane to me. Never. In a video game, you do. We uh, have in the video game and in the Clone Wars and Rebels series, you see a wow. lot through holocrons. I'll, can I just stop and we'll hit pause real quick and just say, uh, guys, I have never watched the Clone Wars series or seen that weird animated movie. Normies, we're not going to be covering uh-huh. it because it's sort of out of our Star Wars range. But you guys who maybe have, would you recommend the Clone series? You, yeah. Oh, you're missing well, out, man. The, it's the best thing about this. There's the CG version, and there's the Gendy Tarkovsky 2D Oh, I forgot about one. that one, Jacob. I haven't seen either of Which them. Which I don't think that one's canon anymore, but 
I think they're both pretty good. I mean, obviously, I like the Tarkovsky one better, but the CG one's actually pretty decent. Yeah. It takes a lot from the Tarkovsky one, so it's... But the the Gendy one, it's non-canon, but it is very cool. But the CG Clone Wars, uh, as I said in the beginning, like, it sucks that you don't get to see the Padawan and the student, like, going on adventures together in these movies. That's, like, all that that series is about, more or less. And it introduces some cool new characters, like Ahsoka Tano. Very cool. Definitely check it out. And if you like... Uh, you know, Ewan McGregor, Kenobi, and Anakin, and uh, kind of that vibe, this era, it's definitely worth checking out. There's hours and hours, so that's where I'll leave it. And you get to see Anakin as um, doing, you know, as as kind of like a general in the clone army and actually doing good things before and he as has a real Jedi master. Yeah. You show him as a good guy, which is the promise of these movies, right? The promise right. of these movies is you're going to see how Darth Vader changed, right? But it happens... So fast. He's already a dick in the first scene. Yeah, you never enjoy him as a hero. You never really watch him get corrupted, but it's not surprising. Young Joe watched Darth Vader and didn't think he was a kid with a rat tail who was always saying, Master, I'm watching this girl (laughs) sleep now. (laughs) I am on board with exactly what Joe's selling, though, because it's like, even at the start of this movie, he's like back talking to Obi-Wan. He's being a creep about Padme. He's being moody. Oh, he's just an asshole. Yeah, you never <laughs> get to cheer let's, for let's Anakin talk as about a Jedi. The reason for that, it's because Qui-Gon Jinn straight up tells him at one point, like, you're the chosen one. They won't train right. you because you're better than everyone else. And you always will be better than everyone else. And it's like, oh, cool, man. I was a slave before this. I have no sense of my own worth. So you just made me like the most important person in the galaxy. That's true. I have to agree with Joe and Mike. I think like, first of all, Anakin's portrayal in this movie is like one of the worst things about it. And it's not even just like the acting by Hayden Christensen, but just his overall portrayal as a person. Like, I don't think he should have started his descent into darkness. Madness. Yeah, madness. Like until at least maybe the end of this movie, or I don't even think maybe they shouldn't even have done anything with it until the next, like in the third movie, that's when it should happen. They started way too soon. And then the whole movie is him just being a little shit. And it's like, I never got to know this guy as like someone I could root for. So mm-hmm. why, you know, why should I care about him? Yeah, I agree with that. And, and there's like a couple throwaway lines where it's like, good job, my Padawan. And it's like, remember, he's doing good. But the, <laughs> yeah. the rest of the time, he's just being a huge <laughs> jerk. Um, oh, yeah. by the way, you're the greatest I've ever seen with a speeder. You can use lightsaber tricks and blah, blah, blah. Like, people complain about Ray being a Mary Sue, but there's a lot of times where Obi-Wan is just literally like, don't forget, Anakin, you're the most powerful thing that's ever existed. Goodbye. Yes. The Emperor plays into um, that, too. He's like, you don't need a mentor. You're like, you know everything. And like he kind of plays into his ego, like, yeah, fuck Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know everything. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I think if for me, the breaking but point... But it's not done smart. No, no. It's not like done you know, in a way that's like subtle. No, it's like literally dialogue. That's exactly what he says, yeah. I would have pushed the breaking point to be once he loses Shmi because he cares about his mother so much. That's Shmi. where he starts his descent into darkness. Yeah. Said it's yeah, the whole but movie. Before that, he shouldn't be having tantrums where he's like, Obi-Wan doesn't you know believe in me and like you know like just having basically giving all his problems to padme and she's like whoa dude, like, does he say at one point i have feelings and feelings are strong and they hurt and you just don't understand that it's like oh boy and she's yeah. like but remember someone's trying to kill me that's the whole point of this <laughs> i have movie. it very hard too though i know yeah. he just wants to dump his baggage on padme it's like right. that's a good move dude 
<laughs> yeah, so we're we're dumping on Anakin. There are other characters in this True, movie. Yes. There's other world building in this movie. I want to talk a little bit about how this movie feels the least like a Star Wars movie to me, oh. and I think it's because uh, it a it's terrible, and b we see things like <laughs> Coruscant's terrible. death sticks or <laughs> Rex's diner. Well, you know, like these Ooh, things that it's yeah. just like Rex it's a 50s Jexter diner. Is that, can I get a name there? Is it Rex Jexter? I think it's Dexter. I was Jexter, actually going to bring actually. him Friendo. up because you know, in each yeah. of these movies, I like to have one weird alien Who guy that, that I like. You know, in Phantom Menace, it was Sebulba. I was going to bring up Dex as this one, <laughs> yeah. this movie's president of the Dex undersung <laughs> hero. Yeah, join the Dex fan club. Well, his um, thing too. You can get an action figure. He came with machetes. Oh, there's yeah. no way that's true. There's no way. Where in the context <laughs> of anything was Obi-Wan ever like, yeah, obviously I have a past where I, you know, know people at this diner. I obviously used to wash <laughs> dishes in the back. It's like, are we going right. to learn We've about that your in whole the life. Disney Plus? Are, are we going to get another deck? And I think that, Jexter scene? Like that <laughs> diner scene in general, like that diner location is the least Star Wars thing I've seen in a Star Wars movie. Because it's not even like a like a space diner. It's just a normal diner it's just on a normal Coruscant. diner. Yeah. It's like, what? And, and like... Like there should be a jukebox in the corner. We see a space bus station in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it really just feels the least like Star Wars. Well, you ever seen American Graffiti? It's another film I directed. It's kind of a throwback <laughs> to Americana. Uh, shut up, Mike. I was going to say Shia LaBeouf in the background on his motorcycle from oh, fucking God. Crystal yeah. Skull. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. even the speeders, they're like Cadillacs. You know, like, I don't know, man. I, this movie It's is a little so weird. Bad. I love the De- Dac- Dex, right? Dex? Dex. He's like, I, I cannot figure it out. He's like, he knows where the poison dart was from, right? Because they're chasing the assassin. He's like, Camino. Those uh, droids you got, they only care about symbols. It's like, I, I think the droid's probably more sophisticated than you, but all right, for plot <laughs> reasons. <laughs> you're flipping space burgers. Ooh, the guy who works in a dude. diner? Yeah, like, well, yeah. you could have any job, I bet. Well, they probably got into some adventures back in the day. Well, hopefully we get know, it done. Oh, Disney yeah. Plus. Cooler things Again, that we don't get to the see. The more yeah. interesting is not there, yeah. Uh, One thing so I like, wanted that's to mention too, yeah. while we were talking about on the subject of this, I wanted to mention at one point, when, so when they go into the di- into the nightclub where the guy offers him death sticks, there's a t- they're on the TV in the background, there's droids playing a game, like a sport, and I swear to God, they're playing American football, but they're it's all droids. Football. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're 100% football. right. Okay. Um, I don't remember that. It blows that. my mind. Normies, send us that gift, find it, maybe we'll post it too. Why aren't we getting more stuff like that in Star Wars? I need to see robots doing <laughs> things. No, I absolutely hate it, man. Like that the whole nightclub scene, it's like, yeah, I think it's funny the death sticks thing, but also it takes you so out of the universe of Star Wars to be like, wait, those droids are playing football? There's <laughs> Bantha racing that looks like the Kentucky Derby, like right. it's all just way too much, man. But Obi-Wan cuts a hand off in a bar, you like that, right? <laughs> yes. They're like poetry. So oh, they <laughs> Thank you, Joe. We got one. There you go. All right. So I guess that's kind of a good beat, like checking too. Because so that's all the sequence. That's all we get with Obi Wan and Anakin is when they're chasing the uh, assassin, Zam Wessel, Zam Wessel, the shapeshifter, the changeling. Right. Changeling. And I do love their rapport in the beginning, where you know. He's like, you know, Obi-Wan's going to kill me, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, they have a good rapport when they're driving. He's like, I wish you wouldn't do that. Like, that stuff is great, but there's just not enough of it, you know? 
I like when they both use the force to sense when the centipede's going in the room, and the way they both go in and just one move whip it, it's so fucking awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, there are moments in this movie that I do enjoy. Like, it is still Star Wars. I still love all Star Wars movies, but there's just some things, man. Like, you can't can't count them out. We're back, and uh, we're talking Attack of the Clones. Jacob, do me a favor. After you take a big puff of that death stick, pass it on over here, my friend. <laughs> I love my death sticks. Uh, you, it did make you grow antenna, though. Uh, I am nervous about that. And the fact that it does have like a big skull on the package, but you know what? Go ahead. Pass it over here. Yeah, I am going to take a... Oh, I don't feel good. <coughs> you guys sorry, sorry, sorry. Go sorry. home and rethink your lives. You know, if I did live in the Star Wars universe, I'd probably try every like exotic alien drug I could find just to see what it did. So well, we yeah, I'd probably this do universe. some dust <laughs> Are you are you trying every exotic um, drug in this? No, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. If we were in the Star Wars universe, you would be working for Jabba, maybe as a concubine. <laughs> so yes, you would experience all of those things. But hey, we're not talking it's that. a living. Whether we're talking like Attack of the Clones. We're here with Salacious Jacob. <laughs> um, and like you just said, Mike, uh, we sort of talked about the first act, um, the killing of, uh, I'm sorry, not the killing, the attempted assassination of Padme. Yeah, which sets up the danger, which I love really quickly in the first act. As soon as the movie opens, you see there was no danger. Boom. Explosion. You know. And yeah, that's great. They kill the... Uh, person who is posing as Padme and then she's in danger so they said and I believe is this the death of the super famous pilot that Joe loves so much last episode (laughs) 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 no we never see him again we never see him again oh that's right (laughs) so then we learn that Zam Weasel um, was about to spill the beans on who her employer was poison dart Dex tells us where that's from Camino Joe did it better than me and now we're on the thank you cloners Cloners, yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) the hunt is on. So learning about this uh, whole thing, the hunt is on. Obi-Wan Kenobi now has to go on his own adventure to discover the origin of this assassin. Meanwhile, Padme had just had an attempt on her life. We got to send a bodyguard. Why not a childhood friend? Young Master Anakin to go with her to her home world of Naboo. And this is kind of where the second act branches. Act two, we have we have an exciting adventure mystery, and mm-hmm. then the romance plot, which is just like it takes place in in thirty minutes. They fall in love. That's all we yeah. see. It goes from well, hold he's on, a they lay boy. in the grass. Have you ever done that, Joe? It's pretty good. <laughs> hey. he, he cuts her little I'm, space pair with his force powers. I mean, that's that's some real bonding right there. If a guy did use magic around stuff. me, I would be very interested. <laughs> <laughs> Colin's gonna date a magician. <laughs> if he did real, if he d- used his mind to break down a pair in front of me, I'd be like, I gotta stay with this guy the rest of my life. <laughs> that he'll disintegrate me. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. Where do we want to start? You know, do we want to open the first door or the second door? Because we can either look at this romance in higher detail or go on the space adventure. I would like to get the darkness out of the way. I don't know about how you guys feel. Yeah, let's, let's talk yeah, about you're right. Let's get so over romance. the boring Camino stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh, the romance is the fun stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. 
Yeah, I, I, love, I love romance scenes between two actors who have barely any chemistry. Like zero chemistry with the worst writing. Oh, and yeah. again, it's just, it's so forced, man. Like it's, it's a, a matter of, of three or four scenes, right? He cuts mm-hmm. his base pair there. They go on the space bus. They walk around her childhood home and she talks about a boy that she liked and he gets jealous. He's even like, all right, I'll, I'll kill him. <laughs> yeah. well, let me ask you guys this like, real quick. Oh, okay. The four of us were 13 and 12 roughly when this came out. So with the 10 year addition to Anakin's age, how, how old was he in episode one? He was like nine, let's say 10. Yeah, maybe around there. So maybe he's yeah. 18, yeah, so he's 18 to adult. 20, right? Let's yep. say. Um, right. As a 13 year old watching this, I'm not sure I criticized it at the time because I probably thought like you do push girls you like and run away and get mad when they talk about <laughs> other boys and stuff and then try to pull on their That's hair. That's true. That is how it works. And then you take them to uh, your home planet while you butcher a bunch of natives. And they yeah. forgive you because love. It's possible because that... Uh, love, I guess. Yeah. You know, Anakin, he may have been the first incel because, um, you know, a lot of, the, <laughs> a lot of the, the, the personality traits he exhibits in this movie are now popularized as, as the incel. So. He throws a milady at her. I'm, I wrote that down specifically. Oh, 100%. Wow. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for catching that, guys. That's incredible. Um, and the fact that the Jedi Order, obviously they're not allowed to take partners is where a lot of this romantic drama does come from, we should point out. Uh, Jacob, you're right. I mean, that's him almost taking a vow of self-celibacy to be like, no girl could ever love me, nor should they, ma'am. Right. Well, I like the scene where she's like, aren't the Jedi like forbidden to love? And he's like, no, actually, if you think about it this way, that we're encouraged to love. So let's just <laughs> yeah. think about actually, it that way. Actually, <laughs> I, I can fuck you, but we can't be partners. <laughs> Which is also pretty problematic. Yeah, I love the and idea where he's like, no, we will, we'll just have to keep a secret. You can keep a secret, can't you? It's like, oh, <laughs> I, I, we've all been down this path, Anakin. Well, I had mentioned earlier how there's a scene where like he talks over Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan has to be like, you will learn your place. And then Padme's just like, I will retire now. Like, this is awkward. <laughs> I'm going to go to my yeah. room, right? Yeah. And then it's he does like it he to her. trying to impress her, right? Right. And then he speaks over her when someone says, oh, Master Jedi, what do you think? And then he's like, oh, he's just a Padawan. And he's like, excuse me? And she's like, maybe this is my world. Shut up, right? So she kind of negs yeah. him. And I don't know if that's part of her play. She negs him. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> They're terrible. He They're thinks he knows everything. You guys, you guys are sitting here criticizing the romance. And maybe it's a little too soon to talk about it because it's later in the movie. But it does breed the best line of all time, their interactions. I hate sand. It's rough and it's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We do get can that. I, it's a great line. Can I argue I, that I think... If Hayden Christensen could act, that that actually would be a really interesting moment. Because he's saying that he hates something, right? And mm. Jedi aren't he supposed to feel from. anything. Yeah. yeah. So the Jedi aren't supposed to feel anything. And he's kind of just like sitting and, and focusing in on one little thing. I think that's actually like the Hating only part of the screenplay of that's sand, good. Joe. That's so yeah. interesting, interesting, actually. And the fact that but Yoda straight up says performed. you're not supposed to hate. I've never thought about him then saying out loud, I do hate this thing. That is kind of really crazy. I never thought about that because I always saw that scene. She's like, we used to uh, swim out to that island and have fun. And then we would lay in the beach. And then he's like, let's make this conversation about me. Right. That's like, like every conversation absolutely. that he has with... But I like that take on it, Joe. I really do. That's pretty fascinating. It's just the execution, as you brought up earlier. So I'm kind of with you. I can I can look uh, the other way on that. 
yeah, I also wanted to mention the one scene where he's like, you know, we should just have someone in, in power who just makes all the decisions. And then she's like, that kind of sounds like a dictatorship. And he's like, well, maybe that's not so bad. <laughs> hey, well, that's what uh, I think. Have you seen me rip up a pear with my mind? I can do a lot of cool <laughs> shit, okay? So, like, fucking Why get on board. Why are you booing me? You know I'm right. <laughs> that, looks, that should be a pretty big... <laughs> Perfect meme for it. <laughs> that should be a pretty big red flag to Padme about their relationship that he's like kind of you know fascist adjacent that he you know wants a dictatorship like maybe don't fall in love with that guy that's the whole thing that kills me about it though it's like their relationship it's like if you were given a job to go somewhere with a female coworker, you're not immediately like okay i guess we're in love now that's our relationship (laughs) like that's not how it works man and i guess to george lucas it does yeah, he's like, I've been thinking about her every day since I last saw her. For 10 years, you've just been thinking <laughs> well, right. about her? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's Jesus. the main problem with their whole relationship is that he seems obsessed with her. I don't see any reason why she should be into him. And it, there's no motivation for why she would fall in love with him. Okay, hold on. You act sense. like he hasn't grown, Jacob. I mean, he has grown. Yeah, My, look at how you've grown. Oh, oh Annie, now. you've grown. Oh, Annie, you've grown. Uh, obviously, she's going to be grown super right now, Padme. Oh, no. <laughs> So that's Jesus like Christ. that's what's happening on. <laughs> They're about to have aggressive <laughs> negotiations. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So, so you have all that yesterday. going on. Yeah, go and ahead. it is it's cross cut with an adventure that like Sherlock Holmes wouldn't even bother with. It would just be something he explains in two seconds. You have Obi Wan going on like four or five. I love when he goes to Yoda before he even goes to Kamino, and he's like. Oh, it's not there. I guess it doesn't exist. And you're oh, yeah. like, hey, kids, yeah, kids. The kid has, has isn't he it dumb? <laughs> yeah. And like, it's like, oh, as a child, I, was like, I guess if it has, if it's not on the map, it must not be there. Yeah, I guess you guys are right. <laughs> and then everybody <laughs> oh, just sort yeah. of nods to each other. That is fascinating. Well, then he says, so like, you know, oh, it's, it's the Jedi archives. Is that even possible to, to delete something from the Jedi archives? And Yoda's like, yeah, of course it is, you idiot. <laughs> you moron. <laughs> So he gets in his little TIE fighter speeder and he, he zips on over to Camino, right? And I mm-hmm. think this is when – you, when you guys are driving in LA and it's raining and we have zero infrastructure for rain, so everything's just kind of flooding, does anyone else pretend they're Obi-Wan and Camino every single time? <laughs> that's all I'm going to do from now on, but I have not done that. Yeah, I love it. That is a, that's that's my that. – that's always my thought when it's raining in LA. And this I think is the biggest missed opportunity. Let's talk about Django Fett. Camino, a, a, a world that does feel Star Warsy, and we just kind of like bail out on it right away. I do love Camino because we got a water planet. It's moody, it's stormy. Like we've had snow, we've had desert. We just never had a full water planet. It's a different look. It's quite interesting. Um, and the hubris, really quickly, of the Jedi to be like, if it's not in the archives, it doesn't exist. It's like, really? You have all of all knowledge here? <laughs> yeah. So we get See, to Camino. Yeah. right. It's very striking, though, and he shows up. You get wet hair Kenobi going in there. I love Camino as a place. Yeah, how about Hell you Hell yeah, Jacob? super sexy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like the Camino stuff a lot, actually. Like, I think, like, obviously, yeah, the mystery is not super, like, hard to figure out, but I think it's cool when he's, like, kind of pretending to be, like, Master Sifo Dyas or whatever with the, with the Kaminians, and then he meets Django and everything. I think the reveal of the clones is very cool. Um, and the explanation of like how Boba Fett fits into everything. I mean, maybe that's a little unnecessary that he, that Boba has to connect to this whole central plot. But hey, you know, it's fun. Colin, I mean, he you barely were... connects to the original plot. Right. Yeah. Very well, true. he was just a bounty hunter. Now he's like the son of the 
or he's actually a clone of the guy who provided the genetic material for the clone army. That does make it really interesting if we ever do get a Boba Fett solo series, though, to think like it would be impossible to track down Boba Fett even if you knew what he looked like because there's so many people who would look like him in the world. Mm, That's true. That is pretty fascinating. So we get to see baby Darth Vader in the last one, baby Boba Fett in this one. Colin, I believe you were saying how sexy Ewan McGregor was looking with wet hair. I was. And Joe, <laughs> what another deep observation about Star Wars that I've never thought about. But let me ask yeah, you three guys this. I want to make a very bold claim about Kamino uh, to, to my three Star Trek fans. This is a Star Trek mm. planet because in my mind, Star Trek is clean and Star Wars is dirty. Is that not correct? Well, it certainly looks like the J.J. Abrams Enterprise. Uh, True. You know, with the, oh, the white does. clean right. everywhere. But I don't know about like Next Generation D Space Nine era. It's not so much like sh- all shiny and white like mm-hmm. that. But I guess I could see where you're coming from. I mean, I like that we're seeing something that doesn't look like other planets. And it's not uh, a 50s diner with droids in it. <laughs> It feels alien. It feels like we're on an adventure. It feels like yeah. we're growing the universe. We're seeing some different species. It's cool. Do you guys and we like meet that? Jango it's, Fett, man. You meet Django Fett, but do you guys like that? It's essentially. I mean, Jacob, you said you like the Master Sifadeus stuff, but it's essentially like a uh, pizza order from Master Sifadeus. <laughs> yes, I'm Master Sifadeus. Oh, right uh-huh. this way, yeah, sir. Geez. Your your the army comedians. of pizzas are waiting. <laughs> Yeah, the comedians seem very gullible. But I do want to say I do like their design from an aesthetic point of view. Like, out of all the new aliens in the prequels, they're probably one of my favorites from a design standard, you know. Oh, what about Sebulba? Sebulba's great. And you get to see some other Sebulba guys in Coruscant at the beginning. great. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see who it is in the next one. I can't wait to find out. Yeah, it's just so interesting when Obi-Wan goes in like, oh, are you here for sifo Oh, He's been dead for 10 years. Oh, I guess you're here to inspect the clones. What clones? They're the army you ordered. Oh, army for who? The Republic. Oh, anyway, you <laughs> probably want to inspect them, don't you? That's why I'm here. And it's like, yeah, it's like very what are you fucking stupid? <laughs> Obi-Wan looks like a total dummy this entire mystery. No, that's like, why that I love baby it. told I him the planet's so there. He, he's he's, he's yeah. got it all together. <laughs> So we meet Django, Django. and Django's like the worst at hiding his I didn't fire that dart. I would never fire a dart. (laughs) Closes the door with his armor behind him. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like, was he just polishing it? You're not on a mission, dude. And even even after that, Kenobi's just like, oh, I suspect that he may be behind the attempt on That guy seemed pretty cool. It's like, no shit. (laughs) Damn. And then we get a really cool little lightsaber versus a a, a bounty hunter scene, which is cool because it's not lightsaber on lightsaber. It's a little different. I love that scene. Love and that, that leads scene. into uh, one of, I think, the best space battles yes, ever is the uh, the sonic boom, the hiding in the asteroids. I think that stuff's really good. There are nuggets in this movie that I really enjoy. That is one of them. I put a bunch of get- uh, top 25 facts about, about this movie, and did you guys see that one of them was the Obi-Wan hiding in the asteroids? Boba Fett would go on to remember that, and that's how he would evade them in, I can't remember if it's Return or Empire. Like, come on, George. <laughs> it's yeah. Empire, yeah. yeah. He also had a New Zealand accent the whole time. You just didn't know it's that. It's me, Boba Fett. <laughs> Another retroactive uh, recasting is, you know, they went back and they put all of Boba's lines is the the guy who played Django. Oh, did they really oh, did that? Wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you Makes go back sense. and watch it now, it's the same actor, even though that's Aquaman's you know, not the case dad? when we were kids. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got to uh, say about the space thing when they had that like supersonic charge or whatever that thing is called the sonic those, boom the sonic boom where the flash goes out first and there's a delay between Super the explosion cool. sound that was mind blowing that yeah, was that cool, is yeah. some really cool uh sound design and like again like there are nuggets that's one of them you see the slave mm-hmm. one in action uh who's a worse actor though the kid who plays baby boba or uh jake lloyd because that gives a him a question. run for his money well only because jake lloyd is the like the main character and has way more lines i'll say he's worse but yeah Baby Boba is pretty disappointing, though, that's for sure. <laughs> Did one of you guys say it last week that uh, Jake Lloyd's performance is literally like somebody's just giving you lines and then just saying action, and oh, the yeah. kid's like, I, I don't understand what I'm saying, but I'll say it exactly like that. Baby Boba right. is the same way where he'll just be like, Father. <laughs> and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. but like, you know, feel something, kid. <laughs> I do think, well, this is getting a little ahead of ourselves, but the the last scene that we see Baby Boba, it is a very affecting moment. I mean, it doesn't have any lines, but just the, the look, imagery. Yes. Yeah, that w- worked really well. Um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, not great. I mean, let's uh, let's get a little ahead of ourselves, right? We don't have to break this down plot yeah, no, point no, no, by no. plot point. People get it. So Act 3 starts, and it's basically all, we're on Genosha, shit's about to hit the fucking fan. This is the start of the Clone Wars, right? You're going to have a big blowout. Can I ask real quick, how do Padme and Anakin end up on Genosha, the the little grasshopper planet? So there is um, a distress call from Obi-Wan that Anakin gets that he didn't get in time because he was going to see Shmi get murdered and all that shit. And then he's like, oh... I guess I have to go help Obi Wan now. That's right, Let's and then go. they go. Yeah. And he doesn't even want to do it. And then Padme's like, "No, no we should do it." And he's like, "Ah, oh, all right, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. If you've got to protect me, I'm going there." And it's like, "There's yeah. a weird dynamic between you guys. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> it is." Mike's it getting nervous good. about the, <laughs> that, that, that relationship. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Never tell them the um, odds, uh, Mike. So yeah, Obi-Wan follows the trail to Genosha, right? And then he gets captured. But one thing that I liked about that is the Genosians are like designing the Death Star. And they yeah. give the yeah. plans to Count Dooku. I totally forgot about that um, when I you know, rewatched it, that he actually hands the plans to Dooku. But doesn't that kind of counteract like Rogue One yeah, a little bit? Yeah, out Rogue One. Absolutely. <laughs> Can I tell you guys <laughs> that I Mads do know Mikkelsen? the answer to this? Mads Mikkelsen and Ben Mendelsohn in a released book that bridges between the two go and visit that super old Genosian in a jail cell where he's being held captive Ooh. and they take his info and they reveal that he's basically a contractor. Uh, that would have oh. been cool to have in the movie in Rogue One. So they update his plans. Interesting. No, um, like all Star Wars, you can read about it in a book that happens in between. Uh, page page turners, they are not. And then, and then I'll sit at Thanksgiving and tell my father that, who will just look at his food and keep eating and not respond. And I'll be like, but did you hear what I said? Like, it, it fucking means nothing. Oh, interesting. But so we end up, basically, the net of this is uh, everybody gets captured. Pa- uh, Panikin? Pa- Padme and Anakin? Oh, the Panikin. name I have Panikin. Because it's a panic, bro. And then uh, Obi-Wan, they're all captured, and we get the, the famous uh, Gladiator Coliseum scene. Three beasts and uh, three captives. Pretty epic stuff. That scene is dope. That's probably my favorite. Like that, and then obviously the resulting battle after that is pro- is easily the best stuff in this movie. 
But I did bring it up earlier. I mean, Ooh. the C-3PO on the battle droid scene, guys. Well, that no, was I, terrible. It's I, like, I wanna, because I yeah. want to talk about this. We'll get it in the next movie the most. But again, if I'm talking like triptychs of things, we've seen battle droids in Phantom Menace be like the coolest thing on the planet. And now they're getting a little cartoony. And by the next one, they're full on doing slapstick. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because you uh, have the... Uh, the newer battle droids that are like the super battle droids that are the supposed to be the droidicas. Oh, and the super battle droids. Super yeah. battle droids, which are the the steel looking ones. Should we do um, like a a tight five on the the factory scene uh, and then come <laughs> come back out and do the big finale? I don't um, even think you need to do a tight five on it, man. It is the worst set yeah. piece in the well, history again of i Star just said Wars. cartoons Absolutely. i can think of tom and jerry scenes where they're literally being crushed by machines and dodging stuff on you know factory belts and rolling and stuff where i'm like was george lucas just like fucking watching this with his kids and thought it was the <laughs> coolest thing on the planet yeah i, I was gonna thought, say, yeah go ahead no i heard that like they did a test screening and it was like boring so they added that scene wow later. you just answered yeah. so many questions for me mike yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if I could go back and re-edit the, you know, the prequels, I would cut that scene out so fast. Like that's the worst, probably worst scene that I've seen in, you know, any Star Wars movie. In a Star Wars, that's yeah, how, it's the worst set piece in any Star Wars movie. I think we all agree there. But that's how C three PO got his head removed, and that's how we get the antics. So. Okay, and the other thing about C three PO that I have a problem is like. You can't just put a battle droid's head on like it wouldn't just work that you could just stick another kind of droid's head on his body. You need a dongle. It, we had the yeah, entire conversation yeah. last time about it. It's like he's like a Linux operating system or whatever. Now it's like you're just like taking out his processor and plugging into my refrigerator. It's like what the fuck would that yeah. do? He's, he's got a universal uh, operating system, bro. Yeah, so that's all garbage. The one thing from that scene that I think is the least garbage is that I don't know if this was intentional or not, but you know, when Anakin gets his hand like trapped in that, in that metal thing and he mm -hmm. like his arm is stuck in it. Is that foreshadowing yeah. for when he loses his arm? Like a couple scenes later, were There's you not no watching that? Way. Oh no, it absolutely was. As a kid, I was sitting there watching it like, okay, this is how he's going to lose his hand. Cause we yeah. knew that he had a robot hand and we, you know, and even at that age, I knew there were like poetry they rhymed. <laughs> like, nice, I nice knew three. he was gonna lose his hand at some point. I thought that was that's the only saving grace for me in that scene too, because they, you know, in the I remember watching that for the first time and thinking like, oh, this is how it's gonna happen, and then yeah, it didn't happen. Like and I was like, out. wow, that was all a waste of fucking time. But if, if that was how it grace. happened, that would have been a huge like disappointment. Like, oh, how did Darth Vader lose his hand? Oh, in some dumb robot assembly line hiding a factory to accident. The, <laughs> The King of MacGuffin showing up at the end and just slicing it off? Yeah. I mean, it's disappointing either way to me. Yeah. Yeah, I bet, you know, at least we get another lightsaber uh, de-handing. So that's two for this movie, right? <laughs> so that's pretty yep. good. Um, so, yeah, we set up the good, the bad, right? But this finale is actually pretty dope. So how about, you know, the Coliseum doors are opening. I think I hear some strange beasts in the distance. Uh, let's uh, set them free right after this. That was a strange beast. That, that one sounds sick. <laughs> Oh, 
Uh, Jacob, make the noise of the uh, thing Obi-Wan rides in number three. Sweet lizard. Yeah, I like the praying mantis one the best. Let's bring it back. I don't like any of them. I used to know the names of all those creatures. I don't anymore. Yeah, but I really think that uh, um, that scene is really cool. And they have a little bit of, you know, Obi-Wan Anakin rapport when they he's like, oh, we came back to save you. Oh, good job. You know, that's that stuff's yeah. funny. And then, you know, Padme like doing her own thing. And then and then Anakin's like, oh, what about Padme? And he's like, oh, sh- she seems to be on top of things. <laughs> yeah, I, Look, enjoy, that I enjoy that too. I enjoy that too. But that is a pretty much the, uh, well, that went well of action movies. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's again, true. I, I appreciate it as well, but it's not like fucking award-winning writing or anything. No, no, it's definitely not. Uh, and then when they fight the monsters, I like seeing the three different unique monsters and how each of them kind of has their own way of handling escaping and then fighting their monster. Like it's pretty cool. And yeah. then it, obviously it leans into the big battle, which is also pretty cool. Hey, I'll be fucking yeah, honest nice here. Um, you guys are talking about what you liked looking at. Hey, I was 13. We were all 13. I fucking liked looking at Natalie Portman's stomach during all that scene. I remember being very young and <laughs> uh, being like, midriff. she looks very cool right now. <laughs> you, you know, when it came out, cause it's like, she's essentially wearing like Christina Aguilera's genie in a bottle. Like, literally. She <laughs> looks like Britney. That. Like Joe, you are 100% yeah. right. Or Britney Spears is schoolgirl with the, the shirt tied up. I mean, it was like the age of the stomach. So yeah, it makes yeah. sense that like just that part was told. Kira Knightley. We're not lying. Yeah. yeah. I do. I, mean, yeah, the I do like part, her though. white, um, you know, battle suit. Um, yeah bare midriff um but then she gets scratched by that monster that looked like it hurt though yeah and then they get so much <laughs> sand into that and then like 15 oh, minutes no. later she gets like oh yeah she, she gets straight up like sand. kicked out of a like a moving transport yeah, and like get drops affected. 30 feet right on her back and yeah, then fuck you up uh i mean I, like the the coolest part of this though is the 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 cowboy walking in, the shot of the boots, the pan up, the purple lightsaber. He's here, oh, motherfucker. Yeah. Mace Windu in action. Absolutely. We finally get to see Samuel L. busted out. And this is the like scene, first time we're ever seeing like a ton of Jedi in one go. It was insane, yeah. especially as a kid. Like, is it the age? most Never Jedi we've ever like seen, like up to even now? Like, I, I think so. This is the most oh, period so. sabers yeah, yes, we've ever it's the seen biggest in battle one with- place. Yeah, because when, uh, when else has there been a huge group of Jedi actively, like, fighting somebody? Never. Yeah. Never on screen. And one thing I think is interesting, too, is, like, you get that moment where they show up, they help out, and uh, either Kid Fisto or Plo Koon or one of them just, like, tosses two lightsabers to them. And it's like, oh, shit, you got those motherfuckers <laughs> just on deck, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Joe. Uh, and the Kit Fisto pushes over the C-3PO droid and, then he and gives smiles. him a smile. Yeah, he gives him a little <laughs> smile. <laughs> Cheeky Kit Fisto. In my, in my head, Kit Fisto would have like a Jamaican accent. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like he's the most chill fish man. Yeah, His tentacles gonna, are like dreads. He's going to bang on that golden head like a steel drum. It's going to be yeah. a good time on <laughs> You're ready for that monster sound. <laughs> I think he's like pushing over droids. He's getting a sadistic satisfaction. Um, got another one. But we so also got have to talk cool about going on. Um, well, we also have to talk about the Mace Windu versus Django Fett. Probably the uh, coolest was, yeah. scene within that scene when Mace Windu is just charging at him and then he just fucking decapitates him. Out who, of like, yeah. who would you guys put your money on if it was a Jedi or a bounty hunter? Flight versus just a thing that can oh, bounce Jedi. stuff back and kill you. You you would go they Jedi immediately, Jacob. And they have lightsabers. They're all master swordsmen, and they ha- and they can also use the Force. I mean, they're pretty much Jacob, unbeatable. You you say that's the coolest. I remember. 
when that happened, being like, well, that was it. I mean, it's 20 seconds, man. It is it, short. It's, it's, yeah. It would fit in one gif. I mean, he runs at him. He blocks Flamethrower on the wrist. Yeah, he, he blocks three of them and then just cuts that motherfucker's head off. <laughs> yeah, I That's thought that- it. That was the most badass character. Yeah, that Joe, was Boba as Fett's we learned dad, last week, gone. he has a purple lightsaber because he has the mastery of all Jedi martial art forms. So obviously, that's why he kills him in fucking mm-hmm. three swings. Well, and here's the other I thing, can... Joe. If you think about it, it's it's poetry. It rhymes because Boba <laughs> Fett in Return of the Jedi is also super easy to kill because Luke just basically like kicks him into the Sarlacc pit. And I know there's like canon that like he escaped or whatever, but sure. But Boba yeah. appears in two movies. Uh, yeah. you only, this is it for Django. That's and then true. like Boba picks up his dad's whole ass head, you know? Yeah. Like his head would be in there. It didn't evaporate. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're killing their number one toy seller in each of these movies. We lose Darth Maul. We lose Django. We barely knew ye. Yeah. But Django, instead I of mean, cool villains, we get goofy battle droids and bug people and a uh, fuck, and an ancient Jedi. Excuse me, I not have like I introduced you, this 80-year-old man in a cape? Obviously, you're going to be more <laughs> terrified of him than the devil with two lightsabers and, like, a space <laughs> yeah. knight. So, fuck you, Joe. No. Yeah, I mean, so, Count Dooku's not great. I do like that it's Christopher Lee because, like, you know, Christopher Lee's awesome, so it's fun to ah, see him. But I like, sense great power in you, Jacob. <laughs> like, oh, he's really <laughs> fighting to get those yeah. words out. But the idea that this fucking old man could take on Obi-Wan and Anakin 2v1 and, like, easily beat both of them and then also fight Yoda and, like, hold his own against Yoda is kind of laughable. But Yeah, so the, the clones show up, right? Everything goes to hell. The clones are here. Yoda's leading a clone army and it's like, holy shit, battles. You zoom out, you see the whole perspective here. It's fucking Battlefront. This gives us Battlefront. It's awesome. It's Everyone's yes. losing their the mind. The best episode, too, in Battlefront. Um, and then you have one of my favorite ships that we don't get a lot. No one really talks about. Dooku's ship has a sail, which I oh, love yeah. because, you know, there's a lot of theories out there that if we do invent space travel, we will use solar sails to power it. Really liked seeing that technology. He goes off to some sort of hangar, and we get the final duel of the movie. Yeah, the big lightsaber, go get him. You know, the um, ancient Bajorans used solar sails, and that's how they uh, originally flew all the way to Cardassia. Is that in Star mm-hmm. Trek Deep Space Nine? <laughs> I was no, I don't think so. I think that's Star Wars. What the fuck is a Bajorian? <laughs> but yeah, when the clones show up, it's like, oh, this army we didn't know we had that Sifo Diaz put in an order for. Um yeah, all right, we'll, we'll grab that. And so then they come in to save the day with the army they didn't know they had. So that was pretty lucky, but they bust them out. The clones come, and then, yeah, as Joe said, final showdown. So do you guys like Dooku as, as well, a villain? Well, I want to ask real quick, will you connect some dots for me, Mike? So Darth Sidious. Tyrannus. I'm sorry, oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Darth Tyrannus is Count Dooku, but he was also Master Sifo Is Cifidaeus? Master Sifo-Dyas. yes. Wow. Oh. Oh, he was Master Sifo-Dyas? Or was that his master? No, his his master was Yoda. And oh, then, that's so, right. So this is what I didn't remember from just rewatching it. Yoda apprenticed Dooku. Dooku apprenticed Qui-Gon Jinn. And then Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan. Oh, Obi-Wan I really love that. I wish that was... Yeah. I know mm-hmm. that that is stated, but I wish that was brought up a lot more in the canon of the movies. That you would see like a big family tree of it. Uh, do you like Count Dooku, right. Mike? 
Well, I'm just now realizing for the first time ever that he's supposed to be Master Sifo Dyas, which I did not get even just rewatching it last night. So thank you for that. Am um, I wrong there? That's always I don't, what I thought. I don't know if that's true. I think um, because Django says that a guy called Tyrannus hired him for his DNA. So why would he go by Tyrannus and Sifo-Dyas? I think well, the one's his Sith name, in, one's his Jedi name, maybe. Do you but get I don't a think new the name Yoda calls him Dooku. Yeah, I don't think Yoda so. Yoda calls him Dooku, though. Yeah, you wouldn't call him Sifo-Dyas, right? right? So yeah, who's Sifo-Dyas? Is this a dumb conversation that we're having? That we're all just like, no, <laughs> obviously. It, but it, it seems like, but who, but who puts the order in? Who is Master Sifo-Dyas? I think so Sifo-Dyas was just a guy that died ten years ago, but they used him. As like a way to start the cloner. I don't I don't really know. I don't know. It's not saying that he's Dooku here. He was a human male Jedi master who commissioned the Kaminoans for the clone army. He was probably working with Tyrannus, you know, in the conspiracy. He was another but, pupil of Palpatine until he mysteriously but there died. Two. Okay, no, he's so just here's like a, a whole layer of the mystery that the movie anyway. doesn't cover at all. And just so, uses a I, name but just us like just stumbling Great upon job, it. George. It's like I, I I have no fucking answer to this. That it's something yeah. in a this well, dumb movie I haven't thing. thought about in ten years. The other thing that's confusing to me is like so anytime they're talking about the Sith, they're like there can only be two: the Master and the Apprentice. So what was Dooku doing when? Darth Maul was his apprentice in the last one. Like Dooku was still alive. I'm only obviously, going to think good thoughts. I'm not a Sith right now. I only think good thoughts. But when that little red but, devil guy dies, I'll be very naughty. So he he hadn't turned to the dark side yet in Phantom Menace, and he was just another Jedi. And then all of a sudden, there can no, only be I don't think two. so. No, he was definitely bad man. There can only be two when it's convenient for them to only be two. Think about it like there was only two in that, you know, the emperor was like, okay, now, now Luke, you kill your father and you'll be my second. His plan right, was but, for there to be multiple ones. But, but Luke was going to kill his father to replace him. But hypothetically, like theoretically speaking, Dooku and Maul were both working for Palpatine at the same time. There's so also kind of inquisitors. There's also a Shah Ventress, like, yeah, there's other there's it's other characters. It's almost like it all doesn't Sith hold masters. up. The the ramblings <laughs> yeah. of yeah, a, a, of a large no bearded sense. guy who's just like, and it happened in space a long time ago, but also not close to us. <laughs> the Sith yeah. are probably like these Jedi think there's only ever two of us. They're so fucking dumb. Let's just pretend just like that's bastards. the rule. Yeah, okay. just I like that. There's only two of us. That could be. That could be. Mike, okay, answer our question though. Do you like Dooku yourself personally? I love his lightsaber. It's a very cool design. Is it a hilted a one? Under it? Like like Palpatine? It's like a, yeah, it's oh, like is that bent. what it is? It's bent. It's got yeah. a curved it's got a hilt curve in it. Yeah. For like fencing. Yeah. yeah, it's got a little hook. I think that's a cool lightsaber. I don't like him as the final duelist, though. Um, I just don't buy that. Yeah, he can have enough gas in the tank after fighting Anakin and Obi-Wan to then also fight Yoda. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, I don't like... small, baby. Yeah, and let's talk about Yoda lightsaber fighting. Not a well, big let's fan. talk about the other duel first, right? Start so there, because we do oh, get yeah, a yeah. dual wield there. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, a it's couple the first seconds, dual wield, it's which is the very first cool. Time you see it, but it also only yeah. lasts like three seconds tops, because it's like Anakin doing it for a minute, and then that's everything Dooku, like, that's good about this movie. Lightsaber. Everything that's good about this movie only lasts two seconds, and they kill all the best characters. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you're so right. What yeah. a take. Let me ask you guys this about Yoda, real quick. Were you guys super convinced when you were young? that the way Yoda used a lightsaber was he just used the force. He never touched it. It would just be like boom, 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 boom. Because he's so tiny. I never thought he had like a tiny lightsaber. 
It was so stupid. And can we? All right. So let's talk about that moment. You, you, you. He just bitched out Obi Wan and Anakin. Yoda comes to save the day, and off like like below screen level they're showing off their force powers and they're like you know flexing on each other and then dooku's like all right guess we got to do this with our lightsabers and then like you don't even see them you just hear him click them on and like i remember in the theater laughing i remember thinking this is stupid and like other people in the theater were also laughing Ugh. and then all of a sudden, Kermie the Frog is flipping all over the place. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I, when I was a kid, when I first saw it in theaters, I thought it was the coolest shit I've ever seen. I was like, Yoda, finally we get to see Yoda fight with a lightsaber, blah, blah, blah. He's flipping around. Um, as I got older, I realized, well, that's actually pretty stupid. And like Yoda, he, he's the wise old master. He should never even like have touched a lightsaber. Like he's, he's the guy who like doesn't need to fight because he's above it because he's so wise that he doesn't. Yeah. Which is the what they the set up. They're going to do at the beginning of that fight where you have like, you know, rocks and force bubbles and like yeah. all that kind of stuff's awesome. And then it just, it, it turns into a joke. That is what at the beginning of the podcast, when I was like, I remember leaving and laughing. That is what I was laughing about. That is what I was mocking. See, I was just a dumb kid. I thought it was really cool, but now I do think it's dumb. <laughs> Friend of the show, Adam, who we may be hearing from very shortly, also mentioned when he watched this in theaters, he laughed at that scene too. And everybody was going crazy like, oh my God, it's Yoda. But he had the very similar reaction where he just thought it was so cheesy. Mike, do you think part of the laughter comes from that this is the first film, because Phantom Menace didn't portray him this way, that Yoda is all CG. He's not a puppet at all. Yeah. I think it's just the flipping and dipping. I, I... Figured, yeah, he would just like telekinesis the lightsaber around, if anything, which would have been cool, especially if he's floating off the ground, like, you know, a couple feet and just in a trance and like it's defending it. That's sick, you know, but in I, my opinion, I do think when he's jumping that around, would be cool. he seemed I think he does use the force when he's like jumping around because he seems to like be able to jump like in midair and like change direction. So he must be using the force to like move his body around. So that's yeah. kind of cool, no, but Jacob, it's you just double like, tap A for double jump. Everybody fucking knows <laughs> that. Yeah, true. I can just imagine poor old Christopher Lee standing in front of a. <laughs> it was a Yoda puppet that they put vampire fangs on because of you know Dracula. Because it's all a fucking joke. Just to and model. he's just wow. Christopher Lee. You're like, sir. You are a knight, and like you're just swinging a plastic stick at a little Yoda puppet but on the where's ground. Where's Mr. Oz? You told me that Frank would be here while we performed together. Uh, no, no, Mr. Lee. I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> no, it's, it's all in front of this big say. blue screen because it's the 2000s. Yeah. Oh, I do have to say, Yoda. Scared. Yoda kind of looks like shit in this movie. To be honest, like he looks <laughs> oh, way better terrible. as a puppet. Which is funny, Jacob, because in the last episode you were like. The special effects are pretty good. I would argue in this one, uh, I 100% agree with you. Yoda looks terrible the whole time. Uh, I don't know, guys. We'll talk about it next week, but this is the better Yoda fight. Mm. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, it's almost like the effects look better in Phantom Menace than they do in this one, or less goofy at some point. Because like, yeah, like the whole Genosian robot factory, that all looks like shit. Like Dex, you know, like... Pod racers look real. Like I could ride in them. You know, yeah. there's the mm-hmm. the weird aliens on Camino. They look fantastic, but also they look like uh, paper dolls. CG. Yeah. <laughs> and then when yeah. you see, even in the battle, which the battle is cool, and I think it works for its time. But 
it just it doesn't look great when they're just swinging lightsabers at CG things and it's supposed to like look like they're hitting stuff, but it doesn't really. No resistance. They're just swinging at nothing. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, George. Thanks, motherfucker. We talked and the then movies, the movie abruptly and ends. We... And exactly. Wait, and then the... it abruptly ends. Yeah. That's it. Cool last second of the movie. You know, you get the yeah. Imperial March. Um, but it cuts from like all right, let's get these passed out losers to, oh, Anakin's getting married in secret. This is happening. Like the last two seconds of that movie are just like, oh, I, f- I forgot we had to finish the movie. <laughs> it's a good last scene, but yeah, it does end super it's very abruptly. Rush. I mean, Phantom Menace ends kind of abruptly too. It's like, all right, we save the day. All right, here's Qui-Gon's funeral. All right, movie's over. But at well, least you get a parade, though. finishes. Yeah, that's yeah, like there's a parade. You see a funeral. Like there, there's a moment to breathe. This movie is like fight, two flash, two half scenes, and then it's over. And th- the promise is that like the Clone Wars are going to happen and they're going to be awesome. And that's it. Goodbye. Yeah. Begun the Clone Wars have. Begun the Clone Wars they have. Uh Around the survivors, a perimeter. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, maybe you speak like a normal person when you're like giving military commands. I don't know. What, sir? I I didn't understand you. Right. I want to make a quick note about the Anakin Obi-Wan stuff because they walk in and they see Dooku and then Obi-Wan's like, Anakin, slowly, you take the left. He's like, I'm going to finish him right now. now. He just just runs in and gets wrecked. Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins. He Leroy Jenkins it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. He literally is. You know, I'm going to take him now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, but it would have been better if he said Leroy. But yeah, he totally just does that. It's like. But see, Mike, that's showing his immaturity and his rage and his, you know, his. Hey, probably um, had a bone. ability to be wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bad me. But yeah. Padme falls out of the ship. He's like, put the ship down now. He's like, no, we have to do our duty. Like, that's actually a pretty good scene because it shows, you know, that he's not really, you know, he's sliding further and further into his emotions and the dark side, you know. Well, he just had the second smooch of his life about 30 (laughs) minutes before that. That's true. (laughs) There there wasn't a lot of slave smooching. I'm haunted by the kiss you never should have given me. Well, that's the thing when Padme admit, like says, "Oh, I'm in love with you." When they're on Genosis, it's like, but why though? Like, what is your motivate? Like, how are you falling for this guy? He's whiny. Uh, I thought immature. we were gonna die. I didn't mean it, <laughs> guys. Oh, I, I said the movie abruptly ended. Why are you still talking about it? It's over. The movie abruptly ended. Okay, they love each other. At the <laughs> end. We get movie abruptly in ended. Secret. Yeah. Oh, God. yes. We talked Rings about the movie exchanged. here. I have a C-3PO um, hand. It's over. <laughs> we're talking right. about the movie here. <laughs> On this podcast, Normies, you know that we always talk about the supplementary materials in the other uh, segments as well. We're going to cram it here, uh, talk about the comics, talk about the video games. The thing that I think is important to talk about the most that I want to hit the three of you guys with um, Mm -hmm. is a book. So around the same time that this came out, R.A. Salvatore, uh, who's an author that we've brought up before, Normies go back and listen to our Dungeons & Dragons episode where he's known for creating the character Dritz Duardine, the Dark Elf, very important to the D&D mythology, uh, was hired Mm -hmm. to write the book adaptation of Attack of the Clones. And the reason that I bring it up and say that it's the most important thing to talk about, guys, we've talked about how there's a lot of good bones to this movie. The book includes deleted scenes that were in the screenplay and stuff that were just left out and not shot. So I want to read you guys all the supplementary material here in the book. So notable notable differences between the movie and the novel. You can find this page on the Wikipedia for the book, Normies, the Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones novelization page. 
And so mm -hmm. just to start here, the biggest addition to the story is the fact that the Lars family, who we haven't even talked about, are introduced and have their own subplot leading up to when they appear in the movie. The relationship between Shmi Skywalker, Kleag, and Owen Lars, as well as his girlfriend, Beiru White's son, are explored in more detail than in the film. We read mm. how Shmi is kidnapped by the Tusken Raiders in a coalition of farmers raid against her encampment, and how Kleag loses his leg. So we do hear about that scene, though. Yeah, he mentions it. Interesting. Yeah, I was so going to say we totally skipped over the them on Tatooine scene where he couldn't couldn't matter less. <laughs> like we got the best yeah. stuff. He talked about the sand. Couldn't matter less. He slaughters, but yeah, that's interesting. So get he this does meet stuff. Half brother Owen. Get this stuff though, guys. Uh, we get some more Padme development. So the prologue has Padme Amidala, in which she spends time with her sister Sola and their two young children. There's more interactions between Padme and Anakin and narration of Padme's inner monologue concerning her growing feelings for the young Jedi. This aspect of the story includes passages where Anakin is introduced to Padme's family on Naboo. Uh, and in addition, we see more relationship between Jango Fett and Boba as well. So would that have sort so of fixed the movie the for you guys? Oh, right. I mean, that Mother, answers a lot Father, of your problems, maybe. right, Joe? This is Anakin. If it was well written, yes. Uh, like if it I was well written and well developed, one hundred percent. Yes. Well, you want to always let me cut the Mom, space pair. Dad. Don't call I us mom and dad immediately. Anakin would be one of those guys. <laughs> no. I kind of want him to explain my how dad, the monarchy on N Naboo works a little more because oh, sure. she says she got oh elected God, as Jacob, queen. The only and, one. and she they get elected. Well, and she's queen. like, yeah, they wanted to pass an amendment so that I could, you know, serve as queen longer than my two terms. And it's like, well, why why are you called queen then? Like, shouldn't you, you should be called like president or prime minister or something. Like, I, I thought the queen was like, you know, a monarchy thing. Like, you should be queen for life. But then there's a new queen in this one. And then I don't understand yeah, it. I don't, so I don't I want, know, dog. It's space <laughs> politics. It works different. Like, I come want on, more, don't get I want on more, more on uh, Naboo monarchy. Okay, that's the biggest problem with this film. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, right. The biggest problem Palpatine. with this movie is they didn't explain the, the monarchy. And if she was elected to Naboo. queen, why why was she elected to queen at like age 16? Like who's electing 16-year-olds to run <laughs> I'm their I'm going planet? to run for queen. Uh, you're going to do what? <laughs> Nabooians, obviously. Yeah, they got a weird system over there. Maybe it's prom queen. Have we ever considered that? <laughs> oh, my <Look> God. <laughs> they just got confused. There's a high school party. Jedi's aren't allowed to go, go to prom. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it would be interesting to see a little more of Padme's family. Didn't know she had a sister. I don't know. Give me the Christmas movie. Maybe, Mom, maybe Dad, normies. Let us know if you've read the R.A. Salvatore book. Uh, other than that, in the comics, it's literally the exact same stuff we talked about last time. They hired literally the exact same writer to do the comics for them again. It is uh, Henry Gilroy who did the Dark Horse comics. And again, it's just four issues adapting the film. Yeah. And there's other stuff like, you know, we've talked about the Clone Wars series. That's the stuff to me you want to get. Big uh, recommend. There's there's comic books that cover that stuff as well. You have Ahsoka Tana books. You have, uh, you know, General Kenobi and Anakin uh, books. There's tons of comics covering that era of Star Wars because there's a lot of people who think like that's that's the cream of the crop. That's the best stuff. And, you know, if you want to fantasize those adventures just like we do, there's tons of comics uh, you can dive into. 
I love the General Kenobi era. Like something about a Jedi wearing half like stormtrooper armor, whipping a lightsaber. Like the General Kenobi era of adventures during the Clone Wars are super sick. For so. sure. They just released sure. a uh, a Star Wars Black Series figure that has like you know a realistic you and McGregor sculpt, but he's wearing that Ooh. outfit. I think you would appreciate that. Oh man, I may need to be purchasing that. Christmas yeah. is coming, normies. You got Joe a switch? Get me the Obi Wan figure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you guys want to talk and, about know, the video a, games a little bit? Yeah, there's a couple that are worth noting, right? Yeah, I mean, the Game Boy Advance the big one. one being the direct adaptation, you're right, Mike, uh, for Game Boy Advance, it's literally just Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, and it's a, it's a side-scroller. It, it's pretty dumb. It, this was not something I would uh, ever play. No, the big Better one the is one Django game. Fett b- Bounty Hunter, dog. Hell, That's yes. the big one. Django uh, Fett Bounty Hunter was I would tight. argue Battlefront by this point. Maybe that's more encompassing for the next episode because you can play the whole prequel trilogy. But by this point, the battle on Genosis in Battlefront 2 was literally something I would play every afternoon when I got home from school. This is clearly where those um, bells and whistles started. The gears were turning that they were going to do something big. And, you know, yeah, that we'll, I'll say Battlefront for next one. But, yeah. I think this Django one, the Django game cool. was the one that stood out to me. Like, I did play that game. It is fun. I have it on my PS4. It came with a bundle when I brought the new Battlefront, which we'll talk about when we do Force Awakens. Yeah, good call. Yeah, the Django, uh, Django Bounty Hunter game, I forgot. That's a good catch because, yeah, we played the crap out of that. And it's like, hey, you only had him for one movie. You got a whole game. Yeah, there's a lot of stress in that game of, like, running out of uh, jet fuel when you're when you're using the jetpack and going oh, across buildings. It's uh, I mean, it's super cheap. You can get it for your your consoles now. It's not remastered or anything. It'll look like a PlayStation 2 game. But, I mean, if you love the Bounty Hunter, why not check it out? There's even, like, little bounties you can do, like, uh, side quests where you can just scam people and maybe you get money for capturing them. You sell death sticks? <laughs> not in my town. Oh, there you go. Get these cowpokes out of here. Mandalorian coming soon. Uh, how about, uh, we should have said last episode, there is a Lego Star Wars for every one of these versions, including Star Lego Star oh, yeah. Wars, the complete trilogy where you just, you just or the complete saga where you just play through all the trilogies. So if, the Attack of the Clones, mm, very yeah. cool. Lego's got it all. I had yeah. all I mean, the obviously Legos, this so. movie had a, oh, really? a lot of battle set. Yeah, I had mm-hmm. a ton of the the Phantom Menace Legos when when it first came out. I had like the Battle Droid tank thing, which was really cool. I the shiny silver still, um, hilt that they would yellow. use for the lightsabers was so fucking badass to just clip mm-hmm. into your little Lego. I would steal those and give them to like medieval knight Legos and like <laughs> you know just spaceman Legos and be like, everybody's got a lightsaber. Yeah, I mean, while I, we're going on a Lego tangent, those were some of the first licensed Legos as well. Like, that was the first time you could get Legos that were from something and not just generic Lego sets. They didn't yeah. even have the skin tones yet. They were still just the yellow traditional Yeah, yellow bricks. guys. Mine were yellow guys. And when yep. I, actually, I actually had um, Anakin's Pod Racer Lego, and I combined oh. it with a, with a Drag Racer Lego that I had so that it had wheels, and I called it the Scorpion. It was like my, my Lego character's <laughs> main ride. It was awesome, yeah. It was Thank great, you great for ride. sharing well, that. <laughs> we're, all, we're all jumping in the car to go over to Jacob's to play with Legos. Uh, we'll see you for the wrap-up.
We're back. We're wrapping up here talking Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Obviously, Normies, you just pulled up in your own Scorpion uh, to hear us talk about this. Um, so we're going to talk final thoughts here. Like we did last week, we're going to do a good, a bad, and ugly, a Jedi, a Sith, and a Jar Jar. Uh, it does stay Jar Jar throughout Normies. It's not changing. Jar Jar <laughs> is the weirdest thing about this series. Uh, so I, I guess I'll start. I'll, I'll just dive right in. Yeah. Uh, you know, I set it up top. Like, my favorite thing about this is the Battle of Genosis. Like, the, the seeing all the lightsabers ignite at one time is so thrilling. And as a kid, to be like, it didn't happen in Phantom Menace. You know, it, it didn't happen in any of the original trilogy. I heard so many legends about the Jedi. I want to see Jedi. Boom, there they are. I'm super satisfied. Uh, if we're talking the bad... on that. Yeah, exactly. If we're talking the bad, the Sith, I mean, it's, it's C-3PO's head going on that robot body. When they're doing goofy, childlike humor, you're like, George Lucas, who did you see these for? Because the original trilogy was not for children, I would argue. Um, and if we're talking the weird, we brought it up enough, but it's, it's the structuring of the movie. To finally have George say, well, in the last film, the, the promise that was made was you're going to see Obi-Wan raise this kid and to come back and be like, no, obviously he's got to be the bodyguard over here. Obi-Wan has to go off and do his own thing. It's weird. It works and it doesn't work. I mean, but again, I wouldn't know what to replace it with. So, so that's mine, guys. All right. I guess I'll hop in here at Mikey Wan Kenobi. Uh, for the good, the Jedi, I got Obi-Wan Adventures, of course. Hello there. Uh, Geonosis Battle. Hello, it kind of reminded me, you know, Game of Thrones when the harpies reveal themselves in the arena. Like that felt like the Geonosis revealed to me. Like they're everywhere, right? Except the good guys are there. Uh, then Mike, just, you're talking about Game of Thrones. weren't even watching Game of Thrones when we started this podcast. How about wasn't that? Wasn't even <laughs> amazing, right? Ultrasonic depth chargers and the chase scene on Coruscant. I, I like that uh, city scene chasing Zam Weasel. The bad, the Sith. Anakin is a one note jerk. The whole movie, he doesn't really have an arc. He just has a descent from the beginning down. You know. Um, C-3PO factory scene and Yoda's fighting style and then the ugly the Jar Jar is the whole romance vibes interesting yeah Joe yes. how about you um, I would say the the Jedi the good is what we got out of this right the Clone Wars series the uh, the supplemental materials that kind of filled in a gap that was way more interesting the Sith I would say is the movie itself the terrible screenplay, wow. oh the terrible God. action set pieces, the terrible performances. Again, I love Star Wars. I love this movie too, but it is garbage from the beginning to the end. It's the your weird, least favorite of your children. <laughs> the the weird, I'll argue, is the Battle of Geonosis for me. Um, mm. You know, the Jar Jar, the weird, there are parts of that, that work really well. It was really satisfying to see. And then there are parts that just really don't work at all for me, like Yoda's fighting style, Kip Visto's little smile, the the droid head. Um, that was the best part. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's 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 weird. You can't deny that it's weird. Uh, it's not really good or bad. There's kind of stuff mixed in there. So that's that's what I would say. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I was I'm just looking at the notes here, and I think my answers are pretty similar to you guys. It's like I think we all pretty much agree on the good and the bad of this movie, but I'll say like you know that my Jedi is probably. Um, I think the scene right before the big battle where it's the three of them tied up and they have to fight those monsters. I really, I really like that scene. That's probably my favorite in the whole movie. Um, 
for the Sith, for the bad, I'll say uh, I got to agree with Mike that uh, just the character of Anakin in general, I hate how he's portrayed in this. Um, not even from an acting standpoint, although the acting's not great, but just he's he's just an immature little jerk that has like apparently no redeeming qualities except that he's good a lightsaber fighter, he's a good pilot. But other than that, from a personality standpoint, he's pretty much not a good person. And I don't, and I don't see a reason why Padme would be into him at all. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> Padme should, should be, be into me. me. <laughs> <laughs> Total uh, incel move. I don't even understand why she'd like that guy. <laughs> why she like that jock? Jock um, Jedi <laughs> should all the chicks. Uh, yeah, but and then and for the the uh, Jar Jar. Uh, well, I guess I was going to make that the Anakin portrayal, but I'll say the. Yeah, the C-3PO head-switching scene, awful, and just the whole robot assembly line, just lose that entire scene. It's the worst thing, like, in this movie, but, so, yeah. Oh, man, I'm still broken from the, uh, <laughs> the end stuff. Yeah, so, like, about the shit I made. So I, I also <laughs> wanted to end with the wrap-up here by asking you guys, just yeah. straight up, would you give your DNA to be cloned to an army? Like, is that something that is just like a, a normal idea to you? If you're just a drifter, that's Probably. like, yeah, we want to use Jacob. We want to use spit, spit in this vial, spit on my face. Well, if the pay <laughs> is good. I mean, it sounds like he got you paid pretty well. <laughs> $50. I thought he got like 50,000 galactic credits. Space or dollars. Um, you know, that's that's kind of happening Space in the real bucks. world right now. There are cybernetic companies in Russia that are offering people, I think it's $300,000 for your likeness for robots. Have you guys seen this in the news? Like, this is actually happening. Whoa. <laughs> Joe, I thought you were going to make an like Ewan, McGregor, Ewan McGregor, Michael Bay joke. What was that movie where he plays a clone in that one? The Island? Oh, the, the Island. The Island, the island. The yeah. Island, yeah. I will say this. I will consent to be made into a robot, but only if that robot is a sex robot. And that's the only thing you can use it for. <laughs> I will consent only if that robot I will say this. I will be made into a robot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no one asked, but that's good to know. <laughs> Just want that on uh, record. Right. And I need a scorpion. <laughs> yeah, give me a scorpion. I, and if I can have like a little robot to raise as my own son, that would be swell. <laughs> you know, you could just make children in this world. Um, it's not the same. I would not allow my DNA to be cloned because it would probably not be good for a society to have more than one of me, let alone thousands designed oh, for warfare. Long-haired Mike with a scar Master. over one of his eyes. Yeah. And again, we talked about it before, yeah. but he would probably go by your name backwards. Yeah, I'm like, Ekum, Snowmar. <laughs> no, no, I'm, it's I'm pretty sure I am the clone. And that uh, oh, the original well, ten years died, ago, like but you shouldn't be ago. realizing yeah. that yet. Yeah, <laughs> living with yourself, plug. Oh, the programming's wearing off. Next week, we're going to talk about when the programming really wears off. Right? Ooh, we're that's coming right, up guys. On the end of the prequel. Things are going to get hot and heavy. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. I I need to mention. Um. Clone Wars TV show has the. The Gen the Gendy version has biker droids. Just I want to throw that out there. <laughs> they turn into bikes? droids that ride motorcycles. Oh, no, that's they're awesome. like riding motorcycle <laughs> so, speeders. You mean literally Terminators? <laughs> that's that's great. It's, I guess it's sick. And they joust. It's the weirdest, most best Star Wars thing ever. 
Um, yeah, my great. final thoughts, Attack of the Clones. I'm going to go ahead and hit it. Uh, I think it's better than Phantom Menace. I think the Obi-Wan scenes are the strongest. The romance is the weakest. And I think this has some of the best what we've come to know as Star Wars-y things, like the multiple lightsabers in one battle, dual wielding. Um, I think it's very Star Wars-y at its best, but it's also terribly un-Star Wars-y at its worst. But I think it's uh, it's a pass, and it holds up better than Phantom Menace does. That's my final word. I'll say literally exactly ditto to the last thing you said, Mike. When it's at its most, when it's at its worst, that's this film. Sure. Good clone, bad clone. Yeah. Joe, Jacob, final thoughts? Uh, this movie is not not my favorite. I'm glad we're through it. I, I This is the only episode that I was kind of dreading talking about it. I thought you guys would agree with me more. I'm, I'm honest. Uh, I thought we would all kind of be like, yeah, this movie's terrible. Think about how bad the, the screenplay is. Uh, but hey, it's not the last time we're going to disagree on this uh, on this Star Wars journey. No, sir. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, not. yeah, for me, it's interesting because I, going into this before I did these rewatches, I always did think this was the worst one. And I mean, yeah, there's still some really bad stuff in it. But upon rewatching these movies, I do think The Phantom Menace is worse than this movie. Um, and this movie in retrospect is a little better. Uh, there's still some really awful things about it. The screenplay is pretty bad, but the screenplay of Phantom Menace wasn't so good either. Um, no, so overall, like I said I was, in the beginning, these are all bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, so I, so I guess my final thought is that I'm just surprised that I liked this one better than I thought I would. And I liked Phantom Menace less than I thought I would looking back. Hmm. Interesting. Well, Normies, you let us know what you thought of Attack of the Clones. Maybe write in and let us know what you think about Revenge of the Sith. That's coming up next week. We always like to hear your feedback. Again, this is uh, Star Vember Wars Sember. We are going to be rolling through every Star Wars movie all the way down to the end of the Skywalker Saga with Rise coming later this year. So thank you for sticking with us for Attack of the Clones. Hope you enjoyed the ride. This has been Mikey Wan Kenobi and my co-host. I'm going to call 3PO. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Jojo Fett. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is uh, Count Jake Jacobus, Darth Darth Jacobus. I don't know. May the force right. be with you, Norman Scorpion. <laughs> and why do you, is... why do you good girls like bad boys? That's what I want to know. So if you can answer <laughs> find me that, out Norman, next week. find out next week. <laughs> Fuck the sand. Yeah, this All is right. Xander Scorpion. Take <laughs> 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 your girl. Brilliant. Yeah, Xander was awesome. I had some great events. I'm hitting stop. I'm stopping. Hello there. Thank you for listening to this very special Star Wars edition of Normies Like Us. We will be back for more Star Vember and War Simber, and you will give us a rating, like, and subscribe on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. Catch you soon, normies. May the Force be with you. Hey, yes. what's the most <laughs> Star Wars thing you can think of? The Scorpion. <laughs> because I, I wanted to make it my my actual Lego character that I that I had that I made adventures for. I wanted to make it his ride, so I just combined it with a real life drag car and then just drove that around. I was like, pew, pew. so your Lego avatar could have a sweet ride called <laughs> yeah. the scorpion. I like it. Mm-hmm.
That was a good transition, Joe. Got you. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. I, I, I'm intrigued by the scorpion. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, because I had this guy that I custom made from different parts, and his name was like Xander, and he and I would have him go on adventures. I don't remember his last it's name, probably but I just was remember. Cage. Well, I don't think I've ever seen um, that movie, but no, I, but you invented the character. <laughs> I do remember yeah. his first name was Cage because or his, his first name was Xander. Xander. When I was a kid, I thought that was like a really cool name to have, Xander. That was a very and then like I would make space him, name. Yeah, and I would make him what go on adventures. It was awesome. I'm bringing us back, guys. I had a skeleton. 